I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the walk.se, the ongoing story about becoming a minimalist vagabond while trying to walk from Stockholm to Sydney. Uh, I'm sitting here in Camp Wood in an excellent, nice little uh, caravan site uh, that we've been invited to stay in and... uh, uh, a green oasis. A very green oasis. In a dusty hole. <laughs> in a dusty hole, yeah. It's not that dusty. It's basically, we actually had a bit of rain today, which is why we're still here. In the last podcast, I asked for some feedback about uh, the format, uh, which was just podcasts and not that many words and pictures. And I've had feedback from a few of you that you want uh, me to try to retain the old format a bit more. Some of you uh, like to be able to go in on the blog and check what was happening quickly, didn't have time to listen to the podcast, and uh, there was even some people that didn't like listening to a podcast that wanted it in the old format with words and pictures on the blog. So what I'm actually going to try to do from now is go back to a little bit more of the old format, with a lot of pictures on the blog, a fair bit of text, and also try to do this podcast at the same time as well. I want to keep everybody satisfied. I want you all to follow me if you can. Since then, Charlie and I, we walked out of Fredericksburg and uh, uh, carried on uh, westward, forever westward. Uh, we left uh, Fredericksburg on the Saturday morning and we were going a nice, easy pace, not trying to do it too hard. We stopped for a beer on the edge of town yeah. and then as we moved a little bit further along, we walked past a, a produce and fruit store on the edge of the road that was run by a uh, a family there from one of the family farms and uh, we stopped there and we started talking to uh, the young lady there Sarah and we decided to buy a watermelon mm. we figured it would do two things satisfy our first we we're starting to get a bit thirsty and uh, maybe help a little bit with our hunger as well we didn't want to carry it they were pretty big and heavy so we um, asked if we could borrow a knife and chopped up chopped it up there and then and there and started eating and we ate. And we ate. And we ate. And we kept eating. Eating. <laughs> and, I mean, Charlie did a pretty good job. He was really getting into it, eating and eating and eating. And I was doing as well as I could. But we didn't manage to eat the whole watermelon. We had about a quarter of it left when yeah. we gave up. So we left some for the dog. We left some for the dog. And, uh, and we, and we took a, with us a quarter well. of it with us that we enjoyed. for. We had for dinner that night later on. Yeah. Yeah. That was the night we were camping uh, in that uh, that place. Uh, mm-hmm. We walked along some old trees. And yeah, that's right. We walked along. We were following the road, and the road was getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And we were following a road that was that sort of curved through some cattle paddocks, and uh, there were some really old ranches there. Yeah, old ranches from, and from back to before the Civil War, and yeah, a very nice area. We found a small area just off the road, quite near the road, but next to a, a creek where we would camp. And we set up the campsite next to the creek. And uh, we had, had a bit of a problem trying to avoid the thistles there. There were a lot of thistles and fawns there, but we 
we set up our camp, and it was a nice little camp. We had a nice sunset, and we enjoyed the rest of the watermelon, had a few bananas, and I think maybe an orange or something for dinner, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. And then uh, it was pretty late. We didn't start setting up camp until about 8.30, 9 o'clock, so we had some dinner, and then we we went to bed. Yeah. And uh, it didn't really take all that long. I was trying there, trying to sleep, and then... Um, Sometime during the middle of the night, I was woken by a car that turned off the road and sort of headed down towards our campsite. Uh, oh no! Well, I was worried there. I thought that someone was going to come and tell us that we couldn't camp there and kick us out of there. I mean, there's no trespassing everywhere here in Texas, so I just I was just expecting to get kicked out of there. But the car stopped about 50 meters away from us, and uh, we could hear some voices talking in it. And they sat there for a while, and then after about half an hour, I suppose they 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 drove off. Yeah, I was just about to to get up and tell them to piss off <laughs> out of our turf, but then they went off by themselves. Yeah. So. I think they actually, they, I, I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> that was. Do you remember the first time? Did you hear them coming twice, no, Charlie? No, no, I only heard no. the Well, they, came, they came once, and then they came a second time. And then I thought, oh, well, I was actually starting to get a bit worried then. I thought, maybe they've got, got more people. Back up. <laughs> yeah, got a back Rest up of the clan. <laughs> but again, it sounded like uh, two younger guys and maybe a girl uh, sitting there talking. Uh, they were a little bit far away to hear exactly what they were talking about, but they were, there was a lot of bantering and a lot of thing going on. And uh, I suspect they were just uh, some, some young, young people, underage, not allowed to drink in the bar, and then they were just sort of finding a secluded place to uh, maybe have a snuggle and, and uh, drink a few beers. And I think the next morning we found a, a box of uh, Bud Light or something like that there where they'd parked. So that's probably what they were doing. And, and they didn't they didn't come over to say hello or say anything to us. They And they must have seen us. Our tents were quite visible. Uh, but they, half an hour, maybe an hour later, they were off again and we were able to, to get back to sleep. Next morning we continued into Kerbal. Not such a long walk, and uh, we decided to camp at the Campgrounds of America campground, and uh, where we discovered a wonderful new use for my water cooler that I've been carrying yeah. water in. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect for keeping the beer cold in. So we just buy some ice, dunked some beers in there, and uh, enjoyed a couple of really, really nice cool beers. Maybe we should actually try to to drink the American beer warm to get a little taste from them. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's not too impressed with American beer, and we tried quite a few now. Yeah, the, the strange thing is that we uh, up until now we haven't tried any light beers. No, no. but uh, we did at one stage try light beer, and it wasn't yeah. didn't taste anything less than the normal beer. So I don't know what it's supposed to be light. No, about. and the, the alcohol percent is the same. same yeah, mm. so I don't know what's light with them. It's supposed to be fewer calories or something, but yeah, I don't know. I can't, can't but work But that it doesn't out. sound very American either. No. <laughs> well, we we stayed at the yeah, at the campground at Kerville for one night, and uh, we got up and we headed towards Hunt, where we had a really, really large lunch, a gigantic pizza with everything there. Mm. Really filled me up. I was really full after that. Stocked up on ice and water. It was the last time we could do that for a while, we suspected. And again, kept going west. And we walked along a river and it passed some really beautiful spots and some nice houses and, and nice farms and it was green and the, the river was flowing beside it. It was, it was really we had a quite nice. siesta there. Yeah, and we found this really, really nice green area where we had a siesta and had a lay down and you went out for a swim and I sort of just laid that back yeah. in the shade and had a nice I was, relax. I was almost sleeping a little bit out in the water. Yeah. I found, found a nice rock to 
do some water meditation yeah. until the water got invaded by uh, yeah. another family and yeah, turned the, into a pure kindergarten. Yeah, a family came down with some small kids and, uh, well, it got a bit noisy. And yeah. yeah. We stayed there for a little while longer and then we, we basically, it was time for our siesta to end anyway. So we got up, packed up our gear and, and headed off again. And so, we had a good walk that day. We had a good walk. We walked was it 40, 47? Uh, no, I don't think that was that night, but it was it was forty something, about forty okay. or something. It was quite a quite a good long walk anyway, and we headed up and we got in uh, into an area where there was um, really high fences on both sides of the road and no gates that we could sneak through, so we couldn't really find anywhere to camp. No, and the thing is that even though it's far far away from any towns or anything, there are fences along both sides of the way. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. with those signs saying no, no trespassing, think, yeah. and uh, we we just learned the other yeah. day that some of them say posted, which means they're actually legally allowed to to <laughs> shoot you if you, if you yeah. sneak camp on their ground. So, yeah. you, so in the future we will try to keep away from the posted one at yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> but we couldn't find a way to to get off the road or the side of the road without climbing up one of these high fences. So we actually decided on a, on a wider stretch there to, to camp on the side of the road and I, there hadn't been much traffic so we didn't really think there'd be much of a problem so we, we camped on the side of the road and I think I counted three or four cars during the whole night. No one stopped and said anything so that worked out quite alright and we had a good sleep there. Mm-hmm. Next day was a tougher day. There were some long hills to climb and then once you climbed them you had to descend the other side and then climb right back up again. So there was a fair few up and downs and it got a little bit hot there for a while. When you started at the bottom of the hill uh, you were almost dry and then by the time we got up to the top uh, your shirt and everything was absolutely soaked. Yeah. Yeah. We drank a fair bit of water that yeah. day. Yeah. Luckily it hasn't been too hot. We've had some quite good walking days. It hasn't really been all that hot. Has no, it? It, it has been Quite good walking weather. Good walking weather. Uh, I mean, it's hot, but it's not ridiculously week. hot. No. Yeah. Yeah. And once we got up to the top of the, the hill, there, there was a nice view. I don't know if it was worth the climb, but it was a nice view. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And it, it's beautiful nature in that whole area, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This hill area of, is A lot nice. of the other places we have been walking has been a little boring. Uh, yeah. Not so much to watch. But we continued up two of these really big hills. Mm. And on the top of the second one, it was starting to get a bit late, and we actually decided to camp uh, on the top of one to just have uh, leave ourselves the downhill into the next town the next morning. It was quite nice. It was a, it was a nice, uh, clear evening when we started setting camp. So I suggested we might try just sleeping under the stars, not, not even pitch our tents, mm. which we did. I, I can't say I slept too well. I don't really know why. There were some bugs that were worrying, worrying us a bit. But I don't think there was too many bugs yeah. there. Well, not too bad, but a little bit. And, yeah. and I didn't really sleep. I was I was pretty restless all night. And and in fact, one time I woke up and I could hear the snorting and huffing of um, what I was pretty sure was a wild hog. Uh, it wasn't me anyway. Yeah. Well, he snorts and huffs, but it wasn't him. <laughs> this was another. This was something else. It was another hog. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I um, tried to see him, but when I moved, uh, he uh, sort of shuffled off. He, I scared him away. So. I don't really, not sure that it was a wild hog, but I'm reasonably certain it was. So, And we've heard that there are a few around in this area. And that they can even eat people yeah, if they're hungry enough. Yeah, well, we've heard some <laughs> horror stories, but, but I don't know. We've heard that they're dangerous. We but, actually heard uh, there's a, li- a mountain lion mountain around lion in the area with, with well. cups. 
Yeah. So. Which wouldn't have been good. So I'm lucky we didn't run into her. That would that could have been bad. Wednesday morning, we la- walked the last stage into Lakey and found uh, the hog pen where we uh, had some food and uh, tried to decide on a new beer to try. But we didn't really get a better result there, did we? No. No. And, and the food, food wasn't <laughs> excellent either. <laughs> no. But it was a nice place, though. There was some. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like the, like this biker bar with a lot of yeah, a lot of old tango. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice, interesting place. Then it was off to the uh, library to use the Wi-Fi and sort of get up to date with everything that's happened. And when we were there, we met Gretchen. Gretchen, who was working there, and she was very curious about what we were doing and uh, saw saw the the sign on the on the on the. Uh, cart and uh, came over, said hello, and uh, after checking us out just a little bit, she uh, invited us to spend the family, spend the night with her family, uh, and they lived at the HEB camp, just uh, 12 miles north of, of Lakey, yeah. and we packed our stuff into her car, she drove us up there, and we met the entire Lopez family, JJ and all the kids, and uh, oh, they were great, weren't they? Very great. Oh, they were so we... nice, helpful, friendly. Showed us all around, took us. We had a good safari around yeah. the whole camp, and there was some, yeah, some ancient uh, Indian yeah, graveyard. Some Indian we didn't see that, but there, but there was a lot of, of places. They had some solar power as yeah. well, yeah, which I was very interested to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, compared to my project. Exactly, exactly. And so, and we had were, a look at that. And, and then we had some of, the, some of the nice nature spots and mm-hmm. some of the other things going on there the blue hole and everything and it was a very very nice evening and we had dinner at the camp and everything so it was excellent uh very friendly helpful people what can you say did the uh, the hospitality people are showing here is incredible isn't it really mm-hmm. after breakfast gretchen drove us back to leaky and we continued walking west towards camp wood and we as we were we headed up the last big long hill and then we just sort of crested the hill and we're cruising along at the top of it uh, and it was it was you know reasonably hot, and this little red car it wasn't a little a red car pulled up and uh, out jumped a gentleman, and he came over to us and said, "Oh, I've seen you walking along here, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you uh, some beer." And he handed us a cold six pack uh, of Bud Light. Yeah, that's what that yeah. was when we tried the the Bud light beer yeah. for first time, and and realized, and realized that, that it's wasn't not light really beer. Light yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the gentleman was named Roger, a true uh, gentleman of the road, and he just stopped and uh, yeah, just wanted to help us. Really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was very much appreciated. And a couple of uh, cold ones slanked down straight away, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Not far from Camp Wood, we found a farm equipment graveyard called Rust in Peace. Nice looking place. They had little old tractors and equipment rusting away there. And I, I like old cars and tractors that are rusting away. And I would really have liked to have been able to uh, get a bit closer. And uh, There was no trespassing yeah, there as well. As always, there was a no trespassing sign and a barbed wire fence. And uh, Charlie started his own little collection of trespassing signs. and he, uh, yeah, So he photographed it. Yeah, and added it to his collection. You've got a few already, yeah, haven't you? I already got a few, and we we actually only been doing it for one day. Yeah. But I think I there have so many. I have close to ten different kind of signs already. Yeah. And as we were walking into Camp Wood, uh, there was a gentleman on the other side of the road carrying a, a screen door, and he sort of uh, he looked at us and asked us where we were from. And I think he asked you, Charlie, if you were from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yeah. 
And uh, what did you say? Ah, uh, nine nicht viel. Nach, no. But anyway, it turned out it was it was Casey, uh, a guy who lives in the area, and uh, he's actually lived in Denmark for five years when his father was stationed in the uh, air force there. Yeah. Yep. It didn't take him long to offer us to stay in the small caravan campground we are now where, that he and his wife are building here in Campwood. And it's a charming little place. It's really well planned and has everything you need. And it's got all these small vintage caravans. There's one from 1952 and there's even a, even a really nice Airstream. And Matt really has a thing for those Airstream models, yeah, don't you? Yeah, they're really cool looking Airstreams. They are the coolest looking caravans. If I ever wanted to live in a caravan, if I could ever afford it, which I don't think I could afford an Airstream, I think they're quite expensive. They're, they're getting becoming a bit of a collector's item. So uh, Matt's, Matt's insisted to stay here, even though I tried, to drag <laughs> him, I tried to drag him out of bed this morning to get out walking, but he insisted he wanted to stay. Uh, I don't think that was quite true. That was quite true, because it was raining this morning, wasn't it? And we didn't really... Yeah, it was yeah pretty dismal weather, so we decided to take it easy and get things like this, update to the to the um, the blog done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Casey proved to be a wonderful host, made sure we were comfortable, had everything we needed, and we had a look around and looked at all the old caravans and everything. And later on, his his wife and his uh, mother-in-law came down, and uh, we sat around chatting with them for a little while. And we even met the, their dogs, one of them which has a, a hind leg problem and has a, a special carriage with wheels that mm. hobbles around with. A charming little dog, didn't seem to be annoyed by that at all. It seemed to be having a real good time anyway, yeah, didn't it? It's even chasing cats, they say. Yeah, they say he chases cats with the little wheels. <laughs> uh, what else have we done here? We went down the bar. Yeah, we bar. went to the bar, had a play of pool, yeah. and got to talk with some of the, the locals. local people, yeah. nice people, as, yeah. as Everyone's everywhere friendly. else. Yeah. Uh, we've only been meeting nice people wherever we go. Yeah, we've so. been very, very lucky. Uh, the strange thing uh, that we've discovered is that uh, both Gretchen and JJ uh, were from Austin. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's and, quite uh, fun. And Casey here is from Austin. Yeah. So it seems that... Uh, that all the nice people we from meet are from Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. We, we, all, we always been knew, knowing that Austin was a, a special place yeah. in Texas, right? But yeah. but it seems to be... Yeah, it's just such a strange thing that the ones who invites us in straight away seems to be from Austin. Yeah. And the, the, the coincidence of... of meeting them and yeah. end up where we do because if yeah. we hadn't got to that library yeah. we wouldn't meet uh, Gretchen, Gretchen and, no. and all those people and then we would probably not come to Camp Hunt at the same time and yeah. then we wouldn't meet Casey and yeah. it's just so many coincidences that that leads us into yeah. to where we are now. Yeah. And uh, we have to get going tomorrow, uh, so if we're going to make it to Del Rio before Charlie has to uh, catch his flight back to Aust to get back to Austin for his flight back to Denmark. So it's pretty important to keep rolling. And it's actually something that we've had a bit of a problem with, because we have to repair Charlie's cart all the time. <laughs> the emu is not the best uh, carrier, is it? No. no. It's meant to fly. It's, it's meant to fly. It's just a flightless bird that's meant to fly. <laughs> We've been repairing it. I mean, it's held together with a hose clamp, a bit of pipe, some stick, duct tape, small rocks, and a great deal of hope at the moment. You know. And some um, some uh, mustard as well. Yeah, or that's right. We, we even used uh, some cashew, cashew butter, butter to lubricate it. I think <laughs> MacGyver would be really, really proud of us at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it only needs to last for another possibly four days. Yeah, and, and then it will. 
Yeah, we'll make it last those last few days. It has to, yeah. and it it has actually it has proven to be a a loyal servant. <laughs> it ha- it hasn't been giving up yet. Charlie's it's really struggling, <laughs> even though it cries, and I just put my earphones on so I can't hear it cry. It and it 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 waits, dropping the wheels until we are downhill, and yeah, until we are down. Yeah, it's really kind. It doesn't throw off the wheel until <laughs> until we're going downhill at least. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's. I don't really want to jinx myself. I don't want to sort of you know uh, say something and have something terrible happen, but. Uh, after walking with Charlie for ten days and having to stop twice a day to repair the, the <laughs> emu, I, I'm I'm even more impressed by how well uh, the mule works. I mean, it's gone more or less faultless for close to nine thousand kilometers at this stage. You are going yeah. to miss the emu. Yeah, yeah, in a very good way. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, keep following my journey towards Sid- Sydney and uh, keep following how I try to become a minimalist we'll see how that works out but help me spread the word about both the blog and the podcast spread it to as many people as possible and uh, as always just remember to keep walking hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 